Leadership File on Premier. It's my joy to welcome you to The Leadership File, the show that aims to help you lead as Christ would have you lead wherever he has placed you. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and whether you listen live on a Sunday or one of the many thousands who catch up via the podcast, it's great that you can join us. As we record this show, top politicians are admitting that cuts to policing in recent years have been extreme, and this has meant that for many within the police family, the already tough job has become even more challenging. Well, I'm joined this week by someone who is involved in this very area. She's the chairperson of the London Christian Police Family, and her name is uh, Deborah Akinlowen. So welcome, Deborah, to the Leadership File. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy. Um, so your journey into the police force. Oh. Sorry, I use the word force. It's family, isn't it? it it'll be police service. Police so service? Police, and police service, okay, yes. Okay, okay. Thank you. So your journey into the police service. Yes. Um, well, that started a long time ago, but... Um, Back in the 1990s, the early 1990s, uh, I finished my degree in psychology and I asked the Lord what he wanted me to mm. do. And I heard one word, just police. Really? Which I thought was nuts, really, so I didn't really pay any attention. But anyway. Um, so you were kind of praying and you said, Lord, what? Like, and then... like, what do you want me to do now? Okay. Where do you want me to yeah, yeah. Like, serve? Okay. Um, I love people. I love working with mm. people. So when I heard police, all I could think of was violence and I don't like sure. blood and stuff like that yeah. but actually I put in my application for the police mm. and I said Lord if this is really your will then just make everything just mm. kind of work out I needed a gym I didn't have money for a gym and Lord just provided a gym that I could afford my house group leader was a sergeant in the Metropolitan Police so he was the first person I told um, there's a famous words that he said to me which was um, when I said oh I want to join the police. He said, well, you've got three things against you, said. He said, and I said, what are they? And he said, well, you're black, you're female, and you're a Christian. And I thought, okay, then. <laughs> Thanks for that. But I persevered. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got in 1994. Mm. And all those attributes that he mentioned were actually strengths yeah. and not problems. And... Um, yeah, it was it was a miracle. There were knockbacks, but God kind of fought mm. for me, and I got in in '94, and I've been going strong since then. Well, and uh, you, you mentioned that you'd come to this through prayer. So you'd been a believer for some years before. Yes, I gave my life to the Lord in 1986, and that was in secondary school. Oh well. Um, I got to just give honour to my. It was she was the vice principal of my secondary school then in Nigeria. Mm. Um, her name is Victoria Sam. I, I don't know if she's still around now, but um, she's the person that prayed the prayer of salvation with me. Oh, wonderful. She was very committed. Mm. She talked to all the kids. You probably couldn't do that nowadays, but she talked to all the kids mm. about Jesus. Um, and she chased me a bit. It's almost like she knew there was something about me, mm. but um, she chased me a bit. And then one day I actually just came to her mm. because I came to that realisation that actually I can't live off my parents' faith mm. and I can't just keep going to church. I need more than that. Yeah. I need to actually have a relationship. Sure. So forgive my ignorance, but do you, do you go into the you become a detective constable? So did you go into that stream, or do you go via? You piece? start off as a police constable. Right. That was I'm talking back then. Sure. So you start off as a PC. You do uh, two years probation, mm -hmm. and up to you what you choose to do after the two years mm. of probationary service. So I carried on. I did five years in uniform, mm -hmm. and that was in Kennington. Um, 
and then I've veered off towards the detective side. So you start off as a trainee detective. You take an exam. exam. Um, I worked in CID, also in Lambeth. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I joined the homicide department, or what is now called the Central Specialist Crime Mm. Department. So I've been working in that department, as it were, for... Well, since about 2005, well, okay. I think, yeah. And the psychology degree, valuable? Very, I think. Mm. I, I think it has its moments. I, I, want, I don't kind of stand around quoting psychology stuff. No, but sure. But I think if you're good with people, you just learn to kind of suss mm. people. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know whether like, I can actually kind of put my finger on the degrees helped, but I think being a people person mm. has helped. Yeah, quite so. Um, so you're part of the, the London Christian Police family. Yes. Uh, that's a relatively new title for it? it? It's a new title. We are, in essence, used to be Christian what Police. was the Met hmm. Christian Police Association. Yeah. So we had a bit of a split in a way um, some years ago, but we are coming back. Okay. So we will go back to be being even the Metropolitan Police, Christian Police Association. Okay. Yeah. Um, but obviously when that happened... At the time, they had to find a different name because we'd split from the National Christian Police Association. But we are coming back. The issues that were there then have been resolved. Okay, good. And so so what is it and how does it kind of function? Well, it's uh, within the Metropolitan Police, it's a a staff support association or a staff Mm. support network. And we're there to support our staff, whether they be Christians or non-Christians. But the good thing is, I mean... I can put it from my experience. So when I joined mm. being a Christian, I was looking for people of like faith. Yeah. Because you you deal with all sorts of stuff. And you want someone that you can kind of call up and go, can we pray about this? I've mm. just had to deal with this really horrible suicide or this mm. really horrible murder or something. And it's not everyone that you can kind of turn to and go, oh, can we pray? And we don't do praying. But, you sure. know, you want someone that shares the belief the same belief with you, mm. shares that faith with you, and would go, yeah, actually, let's pray. Um, and that's what I was looking for when I joined. You just want someone that kind of thinks on the same level mm. as you. Mm. And I think that it's quite important that people find their people that kind of have that same shared faith when they join the police. Because, I mean, you get people joined from all sorts of communities. So you'll have people, you'll have people from the black community. There's a black police association. Um, you'll have people from the Hindu uh, community. There's a Hindu police association. And the same thing for Christians, people join. And I know when we talk to recruits, which we do every month, there's about 200 new recruits that kind of join, 200 plus that join every month or so. And when we all kind of talk to them, the different associations, it's good when they come to our table and they go, I was just waiting for someone that I identified with. Mm And that's a good thing that people can identify with you and say, yes, great, there's other Christians here, I can talk to you. What has your experience been? Mm. Have you find it been, found it being a Christian um, in the police service? What problems have you had? And you can set them straight and say, mm. well, this is what I found and this is how I've got through it. Mm. So that's what we're there for. It's, it's twofold, really. We're there for the staff. And I say for staff of faith and, and staff of no faith because we're there to support mm. everybody, so officers and staff. But we're also there because we're part of the community. Um, so we're in our different churches. And if there are issues that come about that affect our community, then we're there to help out where we can. So talking to youth groups, we're all in our different churches. We can talk to our youth groups and come from a place of 
well, this is the work we do and this is what we see. And let's share that knowledge and that experience with young people to hopefully try to get them to steer away from bad groups, mm. from bad influences. So it's twofold, really. And we can bring that information that we get from our churches and from our young people back in mm. and say, here, this is some good ideas um, that we might be able to use, maybe go into youth groups, church youth groups and talk to them and get officers to talk to them and, and come at them from a, this is what we're seeing. Mm. This is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's twofold, really. We, we work with the community with it we're part of mm. um, and we help out our staff and support our staff as well. Yeah. Uh, I think with the community thing particularly, um, I think... I think I heard, I think it was Les Isaac said something about we're our own worst people when it comes to actually saying what we do. We just kind of mm. quietly go about doing our business and we're doing loads. But we're really not good at promoting ourselves and saying, we're out there, we have got youth groups, we are doing this, we're talking about knife crime, we've got mm. conferences. Um, mm. We don't really do that because we're not really the shouty type. But there's so much going out mm. on out there. Um, and we want to be part of that yeah. where we can. So if, 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 if there's a new recruit, they would just sign up for the mailing list or yeah, emailing we, list or we, whatever, WhatsApp groups? Yes, we do. That's what we're... It's a mailing <clears throat> list. Um, sign them up. They'll get our updates mm. when we put on programmes, when mm. there's a chance to. So obviously it's really difficult because people work shifts, mm. so yeah, getting indeed. people together is it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, we hope that people in the different stations can kind of get together, even mm. if it's two people getting together, to pray together for 15 minutes. It's something. Mm. Um, but it is really difficult in that respect. But yes, people sign up, the recruits sign up um, on our mailing list and they get our updates. Excellent. Good. Um, so your role as the chairperson, mm-hmm. bring things together, make things happen, is that kind of...? Yeah. Well, I... I, I I think I said to you earlier, I, I'm fine with the chairperson bit. Mm. Leader, I just think, ooh. Um, yeah, I'd say coordination. Mm. Um, there's a group of us within an executive. Um, we come together, we discuss ideas. It's trying to put those ideas into reality. Mm. It's sometimes difficult. It's how we can help. There's the kind of political, I'd say, side of it as well, where mm. there's lots of meetings. Mm. Um, where we meet together if if something's happened from a managerial point of view and our management want to know if those things have affected the Christian community. Mm-hmm. Again, they'll come to me or one of the leadership. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, I think I do a lot of supporting. I love a lot of praying for people. I Just being there, mm. being on the end of the phone, and I think because I think my passion has been right from day one of joining. It's not just the going out there and dealing with the crime, it's the people that are dealing mm. with the crimes, it's the police officers, it's the police staff mm-hmm. who takes care of them. Um, and I see it every day, um, just people that need to offload, yeah, people yeah. that have seen stuff and how do they deal with that stuff when they're also dealing with the stuff that's going on in their own lives. Mm. Yeah. What sort of numbers are we talking in terms of the who are part of the Christian police family? Membership, we've got about 900 plus, I think, well, at last count. Yeah. Um, and that would consist of people that have retired as well that still yeah. want to stay part of it. Mm. So we've got 
police staff, we've got police officers, we have members of the public that just want to support us. Yeah. Um, and, and love what we're doing and what we stand mm, for. Mm. So, yeah, about 900 plus. That's, that's quite a sizable number, isn't it? Mm. My word, yeah. Yeah, well, you're listening to Leadership File with me and Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Deborah Akilorn. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Deborah Akilorn. We are talking about uh, the London Christian Police family. She's the chairperson of that grouping. Um, we were talking before the break of how the Lord led her into the police very clearly, even though she was rather un- surprised to hear that the word police was the um, the word that God was giving in her mind. But as she pursued that, in spite of a little bit of obstacle here and there, uh, certainly she uh, eventually became a, a, a detective uh, constable. And uh, as I say now, ch- chairperson of the uh, London Christian Police uh, family. Uh, Inevitable question, Deborah, is that policing is one of the most challenging occupations there. Yeah. Um, you know, manifestly, those with religious faith are going to find it a little easier to some degree. If easier is the right word, they've got a place to go in, yeah. in terms of prayer. Oh, that's a question. Um, I think if I didn't have my faith, hmm. I would be a really hard person right now. Right, yes. Because what you see on the streets... Hmm. Um, the people you meet and you'll meet the best of people and you'll also meet the worst of people it's one of those unique jobs that that's what what I love about it Um, and you'll see all sorts of things that can make you question whether there is a God and uh, there's some things that you deal with I think particularly when you're dealing with homicides where you kind of think really Lord where were you when this was happening yeah yeah Um, and I can imagine if that's there for me, but my ba- my faith is based on the fact that I know that God is sovereign. Mm. I know that I may not may not understand this right now, but one day, that's kind of where my faith is. So I wonder at people that don't have a faith, and how do they deal with it? And I can see how hearts would get hardened towards it because they have to deal with it day yeah. in day out. Um, it's the stuff we have to deal with every day. So you, it's like literally the evil upon evil upon evil, whatever it is that you're having to deal with. And it can harden people's hearts to the fact that actually there is a God who sees all things. Mm. And we may not, this side of heaven, understand where God was in that situation, but God was there. And it's it's when you begin to hear the little testimonies of, well, actually, this happened, I don't know how it did. And you're like, God was there somewhere. Yeah. You know, but I think it's, I wouldn't say easier, but we have a place to go to. We have a God that we can cast our burdens and anxieties onto. Um, And when we don't understand stuff, we can just say, Lord, I don't understand this, Mm. but I'm going to trust you in this. And I'll just carry on doing what I do and hope to be a blessing in what I do to the people Mm. that I meet. I, I have heard of Christians in the police force or police uh, family service, service. <laughs> <laughs> um, who you know have had sense God's direction in in solving cases. I don't know if that's been a you've ever had a word from God about something, but you know presumably you can you commit to prayer, prayer the Everything. resolution of Everything. of the crime that you're investigating. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever like oddly heard the voice of God going, nope, that's the man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in everything mm. we pray. Yeah. And 
there have been times that, you know, you kind of, I'm trying to think how to put it, you, you see a situation and you think, Lord, really need your mercy in this. Or you see, it's nowadays you've got lots of kids being involved in crime and you just have to pray like, Lord, how have they got into this at such an early stage? Father, you've got to do something. How can hearts be so hardened at such an early stage when I remember back to when I was 11, 12? I don't think the thought of being out on the street, I think the biggest thing to me then was wanting a girl's world, and that'll say how old I am, but, you know, wanting a big doll with hair. Um, you kind of think, Lord, how can I... And I kind of try and do the big sister thing, um, and try and talk to them like a big sister would. What are you doing with your life? Why are you running around with these people? You know, you need to stand on your own. Um, and you literally, I ask for God's direction, like, what do you want me to say in this? Mm. Um, how can I just sow a seed that might bear fruit in this person's life? Why am I here at this time? There's got to be a reason why I'm the officer dealing with this right mm. now. So it sounds as if you're bringing some humanity into the situation. You're not purely there to detect crime and administer well, that's justice. The way you, I see you, you're, it. you're also you're also there to kind of pastor almost those who are off going astray. Yeah, we. I did a talk recently at a youth group, a church youth group, and. Um, Part of my role within the Central Specialist Crime Department is a family liaison officer. So being a family liaison officer, we deal with the bereaved families. We bring them through the process, we investigate, but you, you deal mainly with the bereaved families. And um, when I shared at the church, at the youth group, I told them just a little bit about what I do and how it impacts me. And at the end of it, one of the young people came up and said, that is the first time, actually, that a police officer's been, I'm trying to how he put it, humanised for me. Mm. And I thought, wow, if that's the first time that you've actually been able to see the person behind the uniform or the badge, as it mm. were, what have we been doing? Mm. Because I think my heart is that people do see mm. the person behind the uniform, that we're doing the job, it affects us as well. We might not be able to show it, but it does. We do sometimes take it home. And we might be standing there, like just having to do the job and being professional. But when we go home, it's not like we don't take it home and think, what was that kid doing? Yeah. That's another life lost. What a waste of life. Mm. What can I do to stop this happening? And when is this going to end? Yeah. So it'd be really great, I think, if people can see that, see behind the uniform mm. to the person that's doing the job that has their own issues, but comes to work every morning, puts on a uniform, takes on a badge and does what, quite frankly, not a lot of people would do. Sure. And and the, the mix of things in an average day, you might be giving someone some really bad news, you might be uh, responding to a, a shocking incident, yeah. you know, and you've got a kind of... A, you go home at night and you've you had no time to process any of the things that you've had to that. face. <laughs> and then you get home and you, you can't talk to your no. family about it because you'll just traumatise them. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so who do you talk to? 
Mm. And for those of us with a faith, we can talk to God about it, but that doesn't mean that the emotion of it isn't there. Mm. There have been times when, yeah, I've sat in a car and I've cried mm. um, in my role as family liaison officer because when you've had to tell a family that this is how your loved one died, and particularly when it's children, yeah, and you get the post-mortem results and, and the family want to know, how yes. did my loved one die? Yeah. And you you have to, you, you're actually, you're just, your throat dries up, you know you've got to tell them this, and they want to know. So you tell them, you watch the grief that that brings from you telling them. They're happy that you've told them in a sense, mm. happy is probably not the right word, but they're glad that you've told them, mm. but it's still really hard for them to swallow. And you just, you take your bag and you go, right, I'll just leave you to... Yeah, sure, sure. Kind of digest what I've told you. Mm. And you get in the car and because it's such an awful thing, you sit in the car and you shed a few tears as well. Yeah. Um, and then you carry on. Mm. Um, well, I'm sure yeah. listeners will want me on their behalf to thank you guys for, you know, all that oh. you do. I'd uh, say if they see a police officer on the street, actually walk up to them and thank them. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask the question, what would you say to the public, you know, to, to folk who don't perhaps get it? And maybe that's one of the things. I'd say pray for us. Mm. Every day we need wisdom. Yeah. Because we wake up and we don't know what we're going to face. Yeah. I'm talking about the officers and even the staff, because you have PCSOs, you have special mm. constables, and then you have the, the staff behind the scenes that are that really support us with what they mm. do. Pray for us, pray for wisdom. When you see a police officer on the street, smile. Mm. Um, I think officers on the street, sometimes you just kind of think, oh, someone's coming up towards you, it's like, oh, what now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know what, walk up to police officers and say, thank you. Mm. It will shock them, but it will, it will make a difference. It'll be a little seed in their lives that actually yeah. they'll take away because sometimes what we do is a thankless task. Yeah, sure. Um, and you don't know what officers go through on a daily basis and what's going on in their own lives before they have to just kind of drop all that and just mm. deal with someone else's sure. um, troubles. Mm. So, yeah, pray and, for us. Well, well, we'll certainly do that, Deborah. And and your hope for the, Lon the London Christian Police family? Apart from us coming back together with our, our national family, mm. as it were, is that we... that we are a beacon in the Met Police, that we are every single member of the LCPF, Met CPA. We are people that are approachable, that people can come to, that we would be bold in our just sowing the seeds of Jesus where we are. Um, you might not see them bear fruit straight away, but let's keep sowing the seeds and making a difference in the lives of our colleagues, um, that we would make such a difference that we would keep praying for our management because it's not an easy job, that we would make a difference in our communities and in our churches, that we'd rise up, really. Um, I think when I first took over this role, I was talking about the Gideons in the wine press. Mm. And there's a lot of Christians that probably haven't even signed up to the mm. LCPF, that are just quietly going about their business in the wine press waiting for that moment where God's saying, rise up, mighty man of valour. It's time mm. to get up and make a stand. And I think that's where we're at, and it's time to get up. 
Oh, mighty men and women of valor and and make a stand and make a difference wherever you are because you're not in this job by accident hmm. it's a calling it's a responsibility but it's an honor and a privilege yeah well deborah it's been a privilege for me to have a chance oh, to chat with you so it's been great thank deborah who's uh, the chairperson of the london christian police family so thank you for joining thank us thank you very much it's been an absolute honor thank you and um do uh Log on to Premier's website and listen to other archive versions of the Leadership File. Um, do um, also go to iTunes and you can sign up there. Or it may be that you're listening uh, live on a Sunday and you want to join us again next Sunday at 3.30. So this is Andy Peck signing off, thanking you for tuning in. God bless. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.